0: Dan, it is dead in here, dude. Is the open sign even on?
1: I just went and looked. I lit it up. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where anybody's at, man. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody in like two hours.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, we've checked all the stuff back in. I, I scooped all the movies out of the return box.
1: I checked the comment box, but I learned that lesson.
0: Yeah, you pulled out a goopy hand from that thing. and
1: Yeah, I washed up. Washed up.
0: Well, what do you want to do, man?
1: I don't know. We could watch um, uh, Demons again if you want.
0: I think the VCR is broken, dude. Oh, shit. I'm
1: going to call the repair guy.
0: I took, uh, I took the play and stop button off of it.
1: You also stole my buttons on my... A uh, nice flannel shirt.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the open look, though. It's working for you. No, no.
1: I guess, uh, I don't know. What do you do when you're bored? Uh, turn on the fucking radio, I guess. A little AM FM.
0: Yeah, let's, let's pop on the AM radio.
1: <laughs> All right. That'll keep us entertained for a little bit.
2: Quarantine is over. Grab your kids and throw away your masks. Come out to Monster Bash, that's right, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Get ready
0: for non-stop action from your favorites like Bigfoot and
2: Gravedigger. And regional introduction of America's hottest new monster truck sensation, Playgore. Plagor makes
1: Gigi Allen look
0: like Jesus. Plagor isn't like a normal monster truck, it's sentient and sexual. Just hear what these freaks have to say. I tell you what, Plagor hurt me at the last show, but I liked it.
1: Plagor turns my wife on multiple times every time we go to the jam. My favorite thing about Plagor is that his feet are wheels.
2: At this show, we wheel for the National Anthem. I drew Plagor the next day in my fourth grade class and got suspended.
0: I would abandon my family for Plagor. Bring your singles to feed into Plagor's
2: change slot. Once Plagor has reached the designated tip amount, he will jump 16 buses. The more you pay, the more insane. Make no mistake, Plagor here for the cash. Plagor operates on 93 octane rated jizz. Pump him up and watch the metal fly. Get exclusive tickets at five day rentals. Gravity is a lie.
0: Watch Plagor destroy it. Save your ticket stub for a special raffle where you could win a private dance from Plagor. Also a free
2: rental at five day rentals. Plagor will not drive you home. Oil, mud, metal. No shoes, no problem.
1: Demolition Derby featuring only
2: Model T's. A metal Tyrannosaurus six stories high ready to crunch your grandma's Buick. Did we say Buick? If you show up with the Buick, you can get it crushed for free. First ten rows should bring a poncho for playgore. That's right, Monster Bash, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But for now, this week on 5 Day Rentals, it's Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Welcome to 5 Day Rentals, the video store podcast where each week one of us picks a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category. I am Bones. I'm joined by Laundry Dan and Cron Howard, and uh, this round's original category is my face on the $1 bill. We're talking movies with found cash. We're talking movies with robberies. We're talking movies with bags of cash. We're talking movies where guys are desperate for cash. Anything involving money. And to kick us off, I have picked 1974 Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Guys, how are you? Doing good. Not
0: not your original pick, though.
2: No, this was uh, we had to. What's the football term? We had to call an audible here. Couldn't think of the word. Um, originally, as previously announced, the pick was Flashpoint with our with our patron saint Treat Williams. HBO Max decided to um, pull the son of a bitch. What made matters worse is that I did the initial watch. I was going in to do notes when I realized that it had been pulled. So, Karan, you said you watched 10 minutes of it. Dan, yeah. you didn't even get any time. So,
1: I went to go save it, and I couldn't find it. Hey,
0: Bones, I will say from what I saw, the intro music was fucking banging, dude.
2: Yeah. Uh who knows maybe it'll pop back up we'll find another excuse we got to get you know we did a chris christopherson early on the early days the lost years um like i said we love us some treat williams but i can think of one person objectively better than treat williams and that's george kennedy right
0: <laughs> i thought you were gonna go with a uh, gary Busey. <laughs> i was
1: gonna say Busey.
2: The Buc- Bucy is such a tease in this. <laughs> it's such a bummer, uh, right? So yeah, I had one in the in the tank uh, for a rainy day, and I thought this fit, and I think it fits fucking wonderfully. I think we get uh, like all three of those categories: desperate, found, and bags. Um, had you guys seen Thunderfoot or excuse me Thunderbolt and Lightfoot before? I might say Thunderfoot and Lightbolt throughout this whole thing so uh
0: no i i'd never seen this i feel like you know 70s 70s movies in general are kind of a blind spot for me just because you never know what you're really gonna get with them
2: right plus you were just knee-deep in titty right yeah. i mean you just
0: i was slaying puss dude, <laughs> in the 70s
2: And we can say that because you could say that then, right? Like yeah. You're allowed to objectify when you're talking about that time period in which you were ob- objectifying.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. It was cool then. Doing rails and just trotting through puss. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> just then, working super hard in the heat and leather pants.
2: Just hoping that a housewife shows you some bush. <laughs> Uh, Dan, I know your love of the big Lebowski. How do you feel about a young Jeff Bridges?
1: Um, it was a good time when my wife said, is that Jeff Bridges in drag? I was like, yes, yes it is. So, uh, <clears throat> I love him, you know?
2: Yeah. you watch good looking, him, man. He is yeah. good-looking as hell in this movie. I, I feel
1: like I've only
0: Both seen sense. him as an yeah. old man, and in his younger days, he was a handsome feller. He's got yeah. those,
1: those baby blues, man. And, uh, you know, you just watch him at a younger age, and you just realize he was just born to play the dude, man. Like, <laughs> as much overblown as The Big Lebowski has become, yes. but
2: Yeah. Well, badass.
1: Yeah, I'd never seen it, man. This is a a first watch for me.
2: Well, I say we get into it. Let's do it. Because this movie doesn't waste any time.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. All right, we got an MGM United Artists. It fucks me up every time I see these cards because I just assume the white dots are going across the screen we're getting a Bond movie when I see that combination. But no, we got us a Clint. We open up on a beautiful wheat field. We got some acoustic guitar. We got credits going. We get Clint Eastwood's name, Jeff Bridges, George Kennedy. Gary Busey pops up in the titles. Jeffrey Lewis. Catherine Bach. We got a country church. We got a hymn. We can hear it in the distance. We got this car kicking up dust as it approaches. It swings wide and parks in front of the church. This man gets out, <clears throat> walks in front. The sign out front reads, Pastor John Doherty. Inside the church, the hymn is over. We got Clint fucking Eastwood as our church pastor. With glasses uh, on.
0: Would you guys go to church if Clint Eastwood was your pastor?
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> I almost became a Republican because of that RNC speech he gave.
0: Yeah, where he's talking to a chair or some shit.
2: Yeah.
0: He's got like a good preacher's voice, though. He's real, uh, oh,
2: yeah, real calming in this. When, yeah, when he says Jesus Christ.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So through his glasses, he's talking about Jesus. He reads off, the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. We're not here long. We cut over to Jeff Bridges. He's just walking just out of the woods, I guess, out like a fucking railroad track. <laughs> He's got some killer leather pants on. He walks across. He finds a dealership. He starts checking out this white Pontiac Trans Am.
0: Every um, car on this whole lot. I think right to the left of it is like a Volkswagen Beetle, but literally every other car, I was like, that's a cool fucking car.
2: Yeah. Uh, Dan called it by his name in the chat here. Mm -hmm. This might be the best car movie we've had so far. I love all of them. Yeah. So, yeah, he walks up to this white Trans Am. Salesman kicks in. It's a repossession. Go ahead, hop on in, start her up. Bridges hops in, he starts it up. I don't know if a man like you is man enough to handle or to take on a car like this, are you? Bridges says, I don't know, I have a wooden leg. Uh, And the look on his face is so sincere, the salesman's kind of fucked up, like, you serious? Uh... Bridget says, you can never tell, smiles, and just drives the fuck off. Uh, salesman yells, calls him a fucking hippie. We cut back to the church. The man that had just pulled up, he walks into the church finally. Uh, we get an amen from the from the parish, and this son of a bitch just pulls out a gun and starts firing at Clint Eastwood without any real hesitation. Uh, Clint takes off through the back door and into the wheat fields. Uh, the man gives chase. Um, they both barely make it over a fence. Clint's kind of got a limp to him. Uh, the man's giving chase. He can barely keep up. He's real out of breath. Um,
0: again though, like you got to run in zigzags. Clint is just—he's just beelining it. I mean, it's just a straight.
2: Yeah.
1: The only time that there is a solid on-target shot is at the end of the movie with the safe. <laughs> All these people are horrible at shooting.
2: Well, that was that would have been so goddamn hard to miss. That one. Actually, there's a, I mean there's a cop that's a decent, decent shot towards the end of the movie. Shot shot. Jesus Christ.
0: I mean it it would be hard to run and shoot a handgun.
2: Yeah. You can't really it, steady out And one of the things I like about this is that the guy stops and, like, tries to, like, line up a shot on him, Mm -hmm. which I kind of liked. And he'd run for a little bit and then try again.
1: All right, Karan, next time you come to town, you start running through a field, and I'll take some shots at you, and we'll see what happens. We'll put it on the uh, Instagram
2: page. We could Like, is laser tag? Have we figured that technology out?
1: He's a paintball
2: gun. Have we figured out laser tag? Like, is it better? (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: dude, we had it. It used to
2: kind of suck. We, we had it I years know, we, ago. Yeah, and it sucked.
1: Yeah, because a dude could shoot the it was, ceiling and then it, you would go yeah, off. Yeah, like.
2: it would always tell me that I got shot. I was like, bullshit. I dodge You didn't fucking shoot me. I fucking dipped, dude. <laughs> they didn't get me. Fuck you, Stewart. You've
1: been eating Cheetos all day. You don't have a fucking solid shot. You're sliding all over the place.
2: You, in, you fucking hacked your IR, dude. Hey, these barriers are too small, guy. You hear me? <laughs> it was more like I couldn't get the chest thing to snap.
1: You're just mad because my ankle got caught in the jungle gym.
2: Uh, Clint makes it to the road. The white trans that Jeff Bridges is fucking cruising in approaches. Clint tries to flag him down. Bridges has to swerve. He goes off the road and fucking drives into the man that was chasing clint eastwood uh he does like another loop comes back around clint tries to flag him down again but bridges freaks out and tries to take off clint manages to hop up into the open window he's hanging outside the car it's a crazy like figure eight i read an imdb that clint actually did the stunt looks fucking crazy Mm -hmm. bridges does not fucking slow down clint hops in the car Pops his shoulder. I thought you were the heat. Do I look like the heat? Who's that guy back there in the wheat? Old friend. Clint asks where he's going. Just basically invites himself along on the trip. Uh, Bridges says he's going south. That's fine by me.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it seemed like he could have said any direction and it would have been good with yeah. Clint.
2: Let's go away from where you just murdered the guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Clint says, uh, You thought about being a professional driver? You got blue eyes. All great drivers have blue eyes. That's a fact. And I'm like, I don't. It's what true. color were Dale Earnhardt's eyes?
1: Black when he hit that wall. <laughs> Damn.
2: All uh, right. Uh, what's your name, boy? Lightfoot. You Indian? No, just American. Cue the Paul Williams song, beautiful track, or Trans Am just drives on. I don't know, man. Like, And it f- feels like a fucking ending of a movie.
0: Well, I feel like all these, like, it's kind of what I was saying about 70s movies, like, no matter how gonna, cool they are. It's going it,
1: to go into this too, Kron. Yeah, Thank you. It,
0: it always goes into like, uh, what you talking about? <laughs> like, it <laughs> always goes into some sad folk song, and it's like, this doesn't fit the tone, dude.
1: Well, it's still the early seventies, so I think they're still hiring artists to write for the movie. Like write the songs for the movies. So that's what I was like. I wonder if this was like, all right, we're making this movie, can you guys write a song for it?
2: I think it works. Upon second viewing, it definitely I've listened to the song like ten times since. (laughs) On Spotify. I'm I'm susceptible to this shit. Yeah.
1: I don't know.
0: Like the songs just never match the movie to me in a way. Like hmm. they, they always seem to. Yeah, they just don't work. It's like this is an action car chase movie, or at least the scene that we've just seen has led yeah. me to believe that. And then we kind of get this uh, weepy, sad.
1: Yeah, I turned it off. This is the worst movie you've ever picked, <laughs> Bones, and the shortest. I don't know why you picked this.
2: You got to stay after the credits, dude. <laughs> There's an hour and 50 minute post credit sequence. Fuck. Damn it. The car pulls up towards a river. The first of many rivers that we park by throughout this movie. This is Montana, Beautiful baby. scenery, dude. Yeah. Oh, I don't blame him. Uh, our duo get out of the car. Lightfoot, he goes down to the river and just face plants and gets a drink from the water. Clint, he uses the belts... um, or he asks Lightfoot for his belt and uses them to tie around a tree and basically pop his arm back into socket. The so, ultimate
1: Gerber, man.
2: Yeah. So this is this is more than 10 years before Lethal Weapon.
1: I will say, uh, Bones, so, you're, you wouldn't buy this movie in 4K? Me? Yeah. I mean, it would look
2: what? great. Oh, yeah. Seeing a Shirtless fucking Clint Eastwood. I couldn't handle it. And that weird ass vest thing that he's wearing is do all pastors I guess if he gets hot. You don't want but
1: I just think it's required that Eastwood no has to wear a actual
2: shirt. Yeah.
0: I think they usually got a shirt under there, right? Get I don't vague. know. You who
2: would knows? think they would. Yeah. I who have, knows?
0: I've never undressed a priest. What
2: do I know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just Clint Eastwood, to me, like, Stallone is a freak. Schwarzenegger is a freak. Hey, hey. All of the guys now are freaks. Hey. All the Marvel guys, right? Hey. Um,
1: wait, wait, are you talking, like, physically but, uh, or sexually? Yes,
2: yes, both. Okay. Um. But Eastwood just has, like, the perfect body for, like, movies. Like, that tall, lean... You know, you can be a gunslinger, you can be a fucking bank thief, you could be, like, Stallone couldn't do that. I feel like the only other person who could do it is, like, De Niro. Like, he, he's fluctuated weight, but he if his, like, natural weight, he just seems like a guy, you know? Yeah,
0: Clint, Clint looks like a dude that has worked outside his whole life. Like, mm-hmm He's lean and just kind of – he looks kind of beat up, you know?
2: Yeah. I he's got a bit of a hunch, like, into in his back that gives him this sort of um, Daniel Plainview, you know, sort of approach. But I,
1: I never drilled in Montana.
2: <laughs> yeah. He looks great, man, when he's wearing that blue – fucking lycra shirt whatever polyester yeah. shirt throughout the looked, movie I was like I want that fucking shirt fucking yeah he looks cool as hell looks dude. great as hell terrible.
1: De Niro stopped taking his shirt off like in like 83 uh, listeners proved me wrong
0: <laughs> I'm I'm sure he's been shirtless after that
1: <laughs> in a movie yeah
0: no I just meant in real life yeah
1: I got De Niro? When was Cape Fear? Me?
0: Yeah, when was
2: Cape Fear? That's a good point. 90s, right? I don't know. For
1: a movie podcast, Like, let's figure that yeah, out. Yeah, but
2: we don't have uh, Cape Fear's not in the store yet, dude. 93? You ain't no country preacher, preacher. Uh, Clint asked about the plates on the car. Um, it's pretty obvious this fucking thing's stolen. You like to spend money, boy? When I can get it, you care how you get it? No, not if it don't cost me too much. Cape Fear is 1962. The remake doofus.
1: (laughs) 91.
2: That night, uh, the duo, they pull up into a gas station. And they make the mistake of asking the gas attendant, how's business? (laughs) Uh, This guy goes on a rant about the economy and speculation and shit. And it's fucking great. And while he's ranting, he's helping this customer identify the guy's, like, Gascar. Uh I fucking love this scene so much. All who, right, so.
0: Who is that guy? Because he's in a shitload of movies.
2: I don't know. He always has a
0: part like that where he's mm-hmm. in, you know, one scene. Yeah. Uh,
3: Brad,
1: I, I did some research, and there's an upcoming character that's going to make you very happy. So, when we get there. Is okay. it a
0: uh, Joe Buckflower or whoever's in? Uh, <laughs> he was the guy from "Tales from the Crypt: Demon Knight." Rabbit guy. I think so. Yeah. Which one? The guy who has like the the sex <laughs> dream where he's surrounded by.
2: Holy shit! Is he in? He's
0: in this? No, no, no. I. Like Dan said, I would be happy about somebody, oh. and then I was speculating that it was that guy.
1: Well, I he was actually in deep, and not, I didn't see that. But I'll let you have that information later.
2: Okay. So yeah, this 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 other guy that he's helping is like looking through his wallet, trying to find like his gas card, and the guy's yelling, "That ain't it!" And <laughs> yelling back and forth, and finally he gets it. Um, he gets the card. He leaves. The guy's wife starts laying into him like, did he insult you? What did he say? Clint and uh, Lightfoot, they get out of their car, and they walk over to the other guy. Um, Excuse me, I don't wish to be forward, but we'd like to exchange the cars with you. So the faster you get out, the better it will be for your ass. Um, they drag the couple out and just steal this fucking car.
0: It looks like GTA. Like, they just nonchalantly... Mm-hmm. You just drag someone out of their vehicle.
2: Yeah, and this is. An I thought you were ass... only going to get the plates. Well, we didn't have a screwdriver.
1: This is an old ass couple, and they're still driving a badass fucking car.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, but I feel like half the cars that came out in the seventies would have, would have been driven by everybody, and now we're like, that's such a badass car. And at the time,
1: it's just an old beater.
2: Yeah, uh, I think it's a. Buick Riviera when I looked it up. I have it in my notes later. Um, So there's also a, like, bar in the back of the car that's full of shirts. And Lightfoot is, like, just fucking excited. Look at all these, man. Uh, We cut a little later. and They're both wearing one of the new shirts. Uh, Lightfoot drops uh, Clint off at, like, a bus depot. Um... He offers his watch to Lightfoot. Hey, man, blah, blah, blah. Um, And Lightfoot just comes out and says it. He's like, man, I don't want your watch. I want your friendship, man. Like, I think we got a good thing going here. Like, you don't, like, let's see where this goes, you know? Clint kind of blows him off. Uh, He gets out. He walks into this busty post. As soon as he walks in, he immediately clocks George Kennedy, who you'd recognize from shit. 60s and 70s. Great look. This dude's putting an obvious gun wrapped in a towel (laughs) into a locker at this uh, bus depot. Clint doesn't hesitate. He just walks right out another door and manages to uh, catch up with Lightfoot, who's been blocked by a bus. You know, just hops right back into the car. We have to stop meeting like this. Uh, Lightfoot drops Clint off at a motel. He leaves to go and he switches some plates with another car. Uh, we see shot of Clint in the bathroom. We realize that he's got an issue with his leg. Um, there's the other thing about this time, like pretty much every main character and it's like, we're going to see it now. You know, every character, every protagonist in one of these movies was in Korea, you know, or world war two. Um, So while Lightfoot is out, he picks up this chick. It's Catherine Bach. This is Daisy Duke herself. Guys. I don't know if you recognized her. Um, oh, I did. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've seen her. So they cut. Uh, they cut real quick. We don't see when he picks up the second chick, but he shows up at the hotel with some goodies.
0: Oh well, it's super funny how he picks up the Daisy Duke chick because he he just like pulls up quickly and he's like, "Hurry up, get in!" Yeah, and
2: it totally <laughs> works. Just, yeah, yeah,
0: she just hops in and she's mm-hmm. like, "What's that all about?"
1: 74, baby. Yeah. Chicks yeah. still got in dude's yeah. cars.
2: Well, and then she freaks out. She's like, who are you? What is this? And he's like, you hungry? And he's, yeah, like, he's I like, I bet she like, wants chili. some chili. And she's like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> like, is <Yeah>. that... <laughs> I he's think if moves, I was ever man. like, hey, babe, let's go out for some chili, she'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, We're not eating chili tonight. <laughs> she's like, you're not getting laid at the end of the night.
2: <laughs> Maybe that's what she took it as. It's like, oh, if he is getting... If he wants chili, he obviously doesn't want any later.
0: Yeah, if he's willing to pump me full of chili, then he's not (laughs) going to want to pump me later.
1: (laughs) I mean, it is Montana, though, in the 70s. So, yeah, maybe that's a a fancy dinner, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he shows up with another chick um, named Gloria. Uh, Clint's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And Lightfoot just goes on, uh, doesn't Gloria have the best ass you've ever seen? I think so. Uh, Gloria is a little bit salty. Uh, she's like, I'm not gonna, gonna get out of bed to hop into another bed, blah, blah, blah. And Lightfoot says, by the way, Gloria is for you. And he slips off with, uh, Catherine Bach. But, uh, doesn't take very long. We cut to this, uh, Gloria just riding the shit out of Clint. Um. Has she sex
1: just like his acting. Very stiff.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. he, I, he was like natural before <laughs> natural acting. You know what he I mean? He looks like so
1: uncomfortable when that chick was on top of him. Just well, like,
2: I, I think why? he's got... Go
0: ahead. Like I said, he's he's the kind of dude that looks like he's been working his whole life, but he he also seems like the kind of dude that won't even smile during sex. So,
1: <laughs> do well, you smile? Are you smiling during, during sex? sex? What,
0: you guys aren't happy that with sex? I'm happy, but I'm, I'm not
2: creeping about. my. Wolf.
0: No, uh-huh. I'm, I. Uh-huh. I make direct eye contact and smile. <laughs> no. I look like the cover of that Apex Twin album, where it's just <laughs> half a fucking face, dude.
1: Oh, you still gotta look like you're, you know, not like holy shit. This yeah. yeah.
2: You gotta, you gotta act like you've been there before. Nah, you no, know? you, you, you gotta
1: show him you like
0: what there's you're doing.
2: There's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a real relaxed focal point you have to find. I'm not looking at you, but I'm not looking through you. No. <laughs> he does have a great post-coital... Like, ugh, what the fuck face, though, I thought. Like, she, she hops off of him and uh, goes and gets changed. He's like, where are you going? She's like, I'm getting changed. I want you to take me home. He's like, if you think I'm going to go take you home at 3.30 in the morning, you're fucked up. She says, if you don't take me home, I'm going to run outside and scream rape. He laughs this off, but sure enough, this chick fucking does it. Um, he's got to run out and grab her and pull her in. There's a couple outside in a car, uh, and they have a cool little interaction. The woman says, "Do you want to stay here?" And the guy's like, "Hell yeah, why
0: not?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that that did seem weird. Like yeah. he was super down to stay at a <laughs> place where people are getting raped.
1: <laughs> I think they had like a uh, Virgin Mary little thing on their their uh, fucking dashboard and shit.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> um. Finally, he gives her money for a cab, tells her to fuck off. As she leaves, Lightfoot comes back. He's now changed into, uh, I'm guessing, some white pants that they found in the car from this dude's closet. Because they're a little too big for him. Uh, Clint asks him if he got lucky. Lightfoot says, red-haired women are bad luck. The next day, we see Jeffrey Lewis... um, this guy is in fucking everything. He's in... Uh, *Smoking and the Bandit. Uh, he plays Clint Eastwood's brother, I think, in any which way. You can in any which way but loose. Um, he's in the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, uh, Double Impact. Guy's got like almost 300 acting credits. Jeffrey Lewis. I always get him... I always want to call him Dabney Coleman, and that's incorrect. Anyway... He's in a car with George Kennedy, and this is Goody and Red Leary, respectively. They spot the duo's car, the Buick, outside of a cafe. Red pulls out a gun. Um, Inside the cafe, Lightfoot orders a true American breakfast, like shit ton of Cracker Barrel-style stuff while hitting on the waitress.
0: He orders four scrambled eggs extra loose. Uh Uh-huh. Is that just, like...
2: Half yolk, half cooked. No, it's it's still a bit runny. I think that seems weird as hell, dude. <laughs> you don't like wet, loose eggs?
0: <laughs> no. I mean, if I'm getting scrambled,
2: I expect them to be nah, solidified. Don't, you don't want that shit dry. You need it like.
1: I need something to soak into that toast.
3: Mm-hmm. That's you why you like get a fried egg.
2: J- you know, like when your Jello cup got too hot in your lunch box when you were a kid that consistency
1: we couldn't sure. afford jello cups yeah. man my mom just actually made jello and just put it in a in a bag a paper bag for us
0: paper
2: bag yeah you had a yeah, paper bag full of jello yeah dude the great thing about lunch in a paper bag is you have a napkin always <laughs> yeah right
1: it's true.
0: So, well, At least your mom made the jello. I just got the powdered mix.
2: <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a little bit of water, a little bit of...
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> mix it. M- mix
0: it in your mouth.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. Then you got to put your head in the refrigerator for half an hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right. The duo, they no more leave the cafe. Um, and Red from across the street just starts opening fire on them. They manage to hop in and take off. They chase around the parking lot. They kick up a bunch of dust. They finally take off down the road. They go a few miles down. Goody is driving. Red's shooting at them. Goody's having a tough time seeing. Uh, Lightfoot says to Clint, you must have been into something real big, preacher. Uh, Red keeps shooting even though he can't see shit. Lightfoot finally just takes the Buick off-road. Goody says to Red, like, what do you want to do, Red? And Red just says, fucking Geronimo. And they blast off the road uh, going after him. Uh, it doesn't take very long. Red and Goody, they, they wreck. Our duo gets away. Lightfoot's fucking with Clint, letting go of the wheel and all sorts of shit, freaking Clint out. Um, Red falls out of the car, falls to the ground. Uh, Goody gets out and throws his coat in anger. Um, he goes to take a piss. And just to fuck with him, Red shoots his gun and scares the shit out of him. Yeah, that that's like, Their when dynamic I knew. is incredible.
0: Oh, that's when I knew these two guys weren't really friends. Because if your buddy's just trying to get a piss out, then... I don't know. It seemed, seemed like a fucked up thing to do. Yeah.
2: Uh, Lightfoot and Clint, they show up at another river. Uh, this is something I'd never seen. A mailbox... <laughs> that uses the river like a street. What was that, Dan? It's
1: like in the middle of Noah. Yeah. i seen it sitting there, and I'm like, what the fuck is that mailboat yeah. there for? Uh,
2: Lightfoot tells him that um, the Idaho dream mailboat will be coming through soon. They can hop a ride.
0: Now, how does he know that?
2: I think that goes into the next little bit here of dialogue where he's telling the story about becoming a— like grifter and drifter right i think i think he's probably got like a route it just he does
0: like super random knowledge i mean mm-hmm. he because he was just like oh don't worry the boat the idaho river or whatever it was is gonna be coming down here in no time yeah it's like how do you know the boat schedule on a random ass river
2: well there are a few things in this movie that that just are they mm-hmm. just assume like where did clint get that thing full of keys Later on in the movie, where the fuck did the anti-aircraft gun come from? Like, so I buy this. So while they're waiting on this boat, um, this is also where we get like the initial confirmation that we're on the snake river. We're in Montana. You know, you're up, up there somewhere based on the mountains and the geography. Um, Clint says you're better off getting away from me, kid in for a penny in for a pound. Lightfoot starts telling Clint about being sent away as a kid to boarding school. Uh, but on his way there, he meets a woman. Uh, n- meeting this lady, you know, sets his life, um, you know, on the path he is now. And he basically says, you know, I've just been moving ever since and I can't stop. Um, Clint and Lightfoot there catching a ride. We get this awesome, just like one take of the camera on the coast, just kind of following the boat as it cruises off. Um, Lightfoot, he lets out that he knows Clint's obviously knows more than he lets on. He's got there's some criminal element, there's some shisty thing that he does or knows. Lightfoot wants in on it. Um he asks, What do you know about banks? Well, what do you know about banks? Um Lightfoot tells Clint about his dream of just one day being able to buy a Cadillac, just walk into a dealership with cash drive out with a cadillac
1: a white one
2: yeah now we're hitchhiking clint mentions that uh you know this walking it's not good on his leg they're not sitting there for very long when all of a sudden a plymouth fury flashes by um you think it's just gonna fuck off but ends up slamming on the brakes they run and take off after it they go to open the door this crazy fucker is screaming at him to hop in the back seat. He's got a caged raccoon sitting shotgun.
0: Well, what, with a, what's with that car, too? Because it's like it's like the back end is higher than the front end of it.
3: So yeah, it's, it's like lifted, bro. Yeah,
0: it's yeah got but a, it's, on, it's only like the back is lifted. It's a street oh, yeah, racer. That, that's street rod, yeah. All right. That's badass as hell, dude. <laughs> um. Oh, I, I, sorry I never uh, fucking souped up my car like you two did. <laughs>
1: all right yeah we don't need you
2: yeah you didn't like just sit around eating jello cups at at lunch talking about how you'd soup up your plymouth fury i just ate the powder dude
1: i always showed you the pictures of how many raccoons i trapped that morning Mm
2: -hmm. that is true so, without hesitation, the guy's jump in the back seat of this thing. This guy starts taking the fuck off, and it's pretty quick. The cab of the car is starting to fill up with exhaust. Clint's like, hey, buddy, what's going on? We're getting gas back here. Um, guy just starts doing fucking figure eights, whipping around, ends up rolling the car over, and manages to land right side up. Driver gets out of the car with a shotgun. Goes around to the trunk, opens it up, lets out a dozen fucking rabbits. Oh, it's 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 more than than a dozen, dude. Yeah. It's a
0: trunk full of rabbits.
2: Uh, Starts shooting at him. Clint finally gets out of the car like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Knocks the driver out. While he's doing that, Lightfoot's like, hey, you got moves, man.
1: Cron, this was the guy I was telling you about. He is also in um, City Slickers too.
0: Oh.
2: Curly's gold? Yeah. Yui's gold?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man.
2: What's the actor's name?
1: It's like It's a crazy one. Okay. Isn't it like Duff, like I don't know. He's been in a whole bunch of shit. Just like crazy little parts.
2: Okay.
0: Scruff McGruff.
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, so Clint and Lightfoot, they just start pulling the rabbits out of the fucking trunk by the ears and dump the shit.
0: Yeah. I don't and know the right way to pick up a rabbit, but that looked like the wrong way.
2: <laughs> yeah. I I'm, I feel like Clint would know more than me, so maybe he'd, I mean, they seem like a perfect handle, but I get what you're saying, like, why wouldn't this hurt them?
0: He'd probably just look at you and be like, they have no nerve endings in their ears. <laughs> just,
1: just pick them up.
2: Um. So, obviously, they just fucking steal the car. They got a nice little back and forth when Lightfoot realizes that he's got raccoon shit all over him. Clint gets a little kick out of this, I think. I also read in the uh, on IMDB, the director told Jeff Bridges, your job is to make Clint Eastwood laugh on and off camera. And I think he's pretty successful. I think there's a lot of parts where Clint's having a tough time, like... Not cracking up.
1: Uh, Bill McKinley, I guess it okay. wasn't that freaky.
2: Um, we're in Shoto County. Clinton Lightfoot, they're walking down a street with a bag full of groceries. They walk in front of the county bank. They start discussing vaults. Um, Lightfoot says something like, "You don't even have to bust vaults anymore. Like you can just walk in." You know, a walk out now with like a, a, what, a note in a bag or some shit. And Clint goes on this whole fucking diatribe about vaults, you know. Newest bank vaults have walls of reinforced concrete five feet thick, backed by six inches of steel. The vault door is stainless steel-faced. It's an inch and a half of cast steel. Another 12 inches of burn-resisting steel. Another inch and a half of open hearth steel. A vault door has 20 bolts, each one inch in diameter, eight on each side. Two top and two bottom. This holds the door in a 16-inch steel jam set in 18 inches of concrete. It's cross-hatched by steel bars running both vertical and horizontal. This door is precision-made, so you can't pour nitro between the door and the vault. If that isn't enough, there's microphones, electric eyes, pressure-sensitive mats, vibration detectors, tear gas, and even thermostats that detect the slightest rise in temperature. Still interested in uh, banks? Lightfoot's like, I fucking knew you weren't a preacher. Clint says, "Eh, it ain't so bad. Sometimes I even forgot about the money. Well, what money? So they walk. They are eating apples and drinking beers. They sit down. You know, the combination of apples and beers. What a strange combo, dude. Yeah. Uh, Clint starts telling him about Montana Armored, um, about how you broke into this using a 20-millimeter cannon with armor-piercing shells. Lightfoot says, Hey, that shit was on the news. What'd they call that guy? The Thunderbolt. You're Thunderbolt. They That's go a and they a, it, go it's ahead.
0: a good approach though. It's like you don't have to crack the safe if you just blow up the wall around the safe.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um So now Thunderbolt, he starts telling Lightfoot about about the job and all the guys in the job. I'm going to do my best to try to summarize this. All right. So the two guys that are chasing him, there's red and goody red saved thunder or thunderbolt's life in Korea. After the war, red ended up in prison in Illinois for stabbing a woman while inside he met a guy named lamb lamb taught red how to crack safes. When they got out, they met an electrical guy named Dunlop. That was the guy from earlier in the movie that was shooting at Clint. All right. Um, The driver, that was Goody. He's mostly harmless. Lightfoot asks about the money from the job. Thunderbolt says that when, uh, that Lamb, who organized the job, he hid it in a one-room schoolhouse in Warsaw, Montana, a schoolhouse that he used to go to. He put it in the wall behind the blackboard lamb was meant to control the money but he had a heart attack basically their plan was you know steal the money hide it sit out for a little bit and then when everything's clear we'll divvy up the money and go our separate ways thunderbolt waited to get the money um, and wasn't going to give it up but the police they lied and said that they had found the money from the thing and this led red to think that you know Thunderbolt fucked him over. Uh, but Red got picked up for another robbery. And when he came out, now he's back trying to get back for Thunderbolt for fucking over, fucking him over, basically. I think that clears it up. He says it a lot more eloquently. but um, So our duo, they head to Warsaw. They're looking for the one-room schoolhouse. But it has now since been replaced with a much more modern school. Well, not much else to do but spend the last of their cast on some pistachio ice cream. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love that Clint bought three and then gave one to like a little kid next to him. I thought that was such like... Like he probably had enough money for three. You know, like fuck the change. Just like give me three and I'll hook this little kid up. Uh, They head back to the car. Uh, They sit down, but Red and Goody, they were hiding in the back seat. They hop up and hold him up at gunpoint. Tell him to drive. Drop your cocks and reach for your socks. <laughs> um, I love that Lightfoot takes the freeze serious because <laughs> as they move on, he's just fucking covered in melted ice cream. Uh, they drive out to another river. Uh, Red orders him out of the car. There's some heated you know, words back and forth. Thunderbolt asks about Dunlop. Goody gets kind of upset. That's for us to know and um, you to find out. So, I don't know. Maybe the guy from the beginning isn't dead. I don't know. Does it matter? I don't know. Uh, there's a little bit more back and forth. Red ends up clocking Lightfoot in the stomach. Uh, he says, it's a good thing I didn't hit him in the face. He'd be dead by now.
0: Uh, oh, it, it. There's a really funny part in here where uh, Red, like they're talking about Lightfoot, and Red is like he's just a kid. He eats pistachio ice cream, and it's yeah. like as opposed to what you, a man that eats rocky road ice cream. Like there's no tough sounding ice cream that Mm-mm. you can present as a as a masculine pick.
2: Also, was it just a Montana thing? Or was pistachio just huge in the seventies? Like, what is the deal?
1: You see, when I was in Germany, they had the greatest pistachio ice cream, and it was fucking amazing. And I just, I mean, I, I get the Ben and Jerry's one every once in a while, but it's not the it's not the same. So I've I got I got a lot of respect here for the pistachio ice cream.
2: Okay, yeah, and I like we- that they
1: carry it through.
0: You ate that when you were a kid though, right? And not a, a tough guy that I mean I've eats, always uh, been
1: a, I've always been a tough guy, Kron. Knocking
0: eats out. a funky chocolate
2: chip or something.
1: Toughest guy on the Five Day Reynolds podcast.
2: Hmm. Voted Bunny Bunny tracks. Yeah.
1: I know Kron for a fact is a snickerdoodle guy.
0: Nah, I'm like i a,
1: I've, I've seen that freezer.
0: Like a mint chocolate chip kind of
1: guy. Oh my gosh. You probably got a garden too in your backyard. Jeez. Do
2: have it garden. doesn't take long for uh Thunderbolt to knock the shit out of Red. Uh he finally puts him on the ground. Red starting to wheeze. I can't breathe. I got asthma. Uh doesn't uh doesn't Goody- Clint- do
0: like a judo chop in this scene where he like literally like
2: yeah he he gets him over the hood and kind of pops him on the back but he also does like a great just like little left jab that they shoot from right behind him that's obvious that it's a foot short of hitting George Kennedy Mm -hmm. but Kennedy sells it really well
0: I think they also put red in a suit that's like the pants are sized correctly but his jacket is like a 21 Slim, or something. I mean, the <laughs> sleeves are like up to his elbow, basically. Right.
2: It's like the opposite of a Trump suit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, so after Red's like wheezing on the ground, Goody's got two guns just like pointed at Red or uh, Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt just rabs him. Uh, Don't ever point a gun at me, you understand? Just like <laughs> intimidating the shit out of him. Uh, but he knows that. This is all sort of just bullshit. Ends up giving the guns back to Red. Uh, Lightfoot tells Red that the money was here. It was in a schoolhouse. This bums them all out. Uh, But Thunderbolt never had it. Um, There's a little bit more of a back and forth. And finally the four, they just walk down to the river. Um, Goody actually even helps um, Lightfoot down, who's still kind of struggling from the gut shot four of them are just kind of chilling by the river red says like the sad part is that we got away with it um goody asks red what are we gonna do now red shut up goody <laughs> red sneezes i got the hay fever too <laughs> like they just don't let up on the fact that the guy can't get a good breath while he's in montana we're driving lightfoot asks why not do it again? The same place, the same way. They all laugh. Thunderbolt starts to think to himself, Goody just straight up says, "Like, I like this idea. Like, Why not? Nobody's ever done this before. Let's just hit the same place, same exact way as you did it before. They won't expect it. Um, Goody suggests that they should all get jobs for a while to cover the operating costs, but it doesn't take long. Like, They're all on board. Like, What else are they going to do? Clint says, and the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kit. we cut to a bar later. Thunderbolts just kind of playing on a piano. Lightfoot shows up. He's got 200 bucks. I take it. He sold the fury. Red gives him a little bit of shit. They hop back in the car and they, sh- uh, they're now in red and Goody's like coupe car that they were driving around in. Uh, they show up to Montana Armory. Doesn't look like much. Red calls Lightfoot a dopey son of a bitch and pushes him around again. And this is where we take a pee break. All right, we're back. When we left off, our our new gang of 4 had decided that they were going to hit Montana armory the same way that the previous crew had hit the gang uh guys do you have any observations or anything that maybe i blew over from the first half of our movie or is the movie just too good you were absorbed in it and you just like, i mean to Craig, me it, no jokes
0: it it just didn't seem like the best plan i mean I feel like you get knocked over once. You
1: should be prepared for that. Yes.
0: You at least try to make sure it doesn't go down the exact same way again. Right.
1: But I do get the concept of, Oh, they won't expect that, you know?
0: Yeah. Or you just look for them. Like just find out where the money went. I would at least try that before I decided to rob the same place again. (laughs)
1: And I don't think you should just be pulling up randomly outside of it and getting out and looking at it. I mean,
2: I don't really think this was the time of random ass, you know, 360 degree camera security, you know, like chain link fence was pretty much all they did in the 70s, you know?
0: Yeah, dude, you used to be able to piss right onto the side of the White House in
2: the 70s. <laughs> right. Well, we do find out, though, that the diff- what the difference was this time was that they ran another alarm directly to the police, mm-hmm. which they didn't have the first time. So I get what you're saying. Like, maybe they would have changed the vault layout or done something so that didn't happen. But at least there was some change, which they probably thought, well, nobody's going to do this the exact same way. But let's at least run another phone line directly to the cops in case they hit it again. But.
1: when I think if you blew the wall out the first time, like you're getting state of the art new stuff that's not going to be exactly the same as the old stuff. They
2: yeah. just drywalled well, it, dude. At, they at least just, <laughs> just reinforce j- that wall. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it's just jello powder <laughs> and chocolate milk. They just tried to. Let it sit. Maybe it'll settle.
1: They hired the guys from uh, Phantom of the Paradise.
0: It's <laughs> not a bad idea, though. You get enough of that jello powder mixed with water, it'll kind of catch that bullet and
2: shoot it mm-hmm. right back at you. Yeah. <laughs> you ever watch one of those, like, uh, uh, historical battle show uh, shows or, like, Forged, where they make knives and shit.
1: We are not and, in our and 50s. They've,
2: and they've got the... What, you've never been in a hospital <laughs> waiting room in the middle of the day? No. Oh. And they're talking about, like, you know, it's one thing where they, like, make says, knives and then they've got an instructor who, like, hacks into, like, a board or some shit. But then they'll I've do, seen. like, you know, 15th century knights at a broadsword, approximately. 30 inches long that would weigh whatever. And uh, our self-defense uh, instructor will now swing this into ballistics gel. Basically, that's what I was getting to. Have you ever seen the ballistics gel that they would use? I can't think of anything more satisfying than like cutting into one of those fucking things.
1: I think you just exposed everybody to what's on your DVR.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm and a cord am, cutter, dude. I don't have that shit. But And man. I... I
3: I'm a Which cord is cutter, why I'm glued to the
2: screen. What?
3: I
1: said I'm a cord cutter and I still have DVR.
2: I don't even have YouTube TV. I don't got anything DVR.
1: I do say all this and I do watch Jeopardy every day. So I can't. I can't really. But that's
2: anything. fine. You're not watching Gold Rush. And Bones just says that. steve just has a
0: saved search on YouTube for ballistics gel. <laughs>
1: He's just waiting for those YouTube clips to drop. Like, oh shit, what happened on Forged?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I was just thinking about the funny visual of Grape Jello bouncing an anti aircraft round back at the shooter. And I thought, oh, ballistics gel. Do these guys know ballistics gel? Because I'd like to cut into some ballistics gel. And that's what I should have said.
1: And we're just asking what's happening on this uh, season of Moonshiners. <laughs>
2: I don't know, but I know somebody's got a deadline, and <laughs> man, God damn it! I, if they don't make this week,
0: pfft. watching the best of clips of Moonshiner, it's like just as good
2: as watching the episode itself.
1: <laughs> I had to sit through none of those fucking heartburn commercials.
2: Those those shows really are a masterclass in editing, right? Because they have they they do a great job of stretching. 10 minutes of story into 47 minutes because each time they come back from a commercial break, they have to explain the problem again.
1: You wonder how the, much hard drives are wasted. <laughs> just.
2: I don't know if
0: there's 10 minutes of story in an episode of a uh, knife making.
2: <laughs> sure. There at, is. At least no, no, I really not. fucked up my hilt.
1: I didn't do forged. enough folds, and They're I should have gone with the alloy
2: this time. Yeah, <laughs> It's some guy with a fucking, what is it, black rifle coffee hat, you know?
1: <laughs> it's like Bar Rescue. Like, we could get this done in five minutes. Like, oh, yeah. Give us the highlights. But it's like a hour-long show.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Flanagan's has not made money in six months. Jimmy's here to get Flanagan's back up and running. These are my two
1: special guests. I've, I need you guys to go in there and order the classiest wine you can.
2: I've sent a team inside with undercover camera technology to figure out what's going on with Flanagan's. We've rigged the bar full. 32 cameras. The
1: <laughs> How they don't see him, I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm cut to them in a van looking at a little Aiden scream i can't believe this look at that i can't believe this
1: was that a
0: cockroach i can't
2: i can't wait i come on we got to stop this
0: those clams weren't even refrigerated anyone cctv
2: that. captured multiple kitchen infractions the health you department's going to come a in a here and shut price. Flanagan's down
1: you haven't made any profit in 30 freaking days You're drinking your inventory. It's like you can't say fucking.
2: All right. We don't know how much further we are into the story, but we're outside of a metal machine shop. We got this smoking hot administrative assistant. Holy shit. Uh, she walks she, up. Go she ahead. knows what she's doing. Oh fuck yeah! She she knows. Yeah. Uh, so she walks in this metal machine shop. Turns out, Thunderbolt. He's got him jo- uh, like a gig is like just grinding metal. I guess I'm not sure what he's what he's doing. S- he's working in some job? metal shop. Yeah. Hey, you're, you're,
0: you're not making enough sparks, new guy. <laughs> Get back to
2: work. This is a sweet gift. A few more years, he might be on Forged. <laughs> Who knows? Could happen. Could happen.
3: Yep.
2: Dream so, come true. I fucked up my faults on the alloy. Uh, all right, so this administrative assistant, she's asking Thunderbolt about his social security number. He says he forgot it. She says, nobody forgets that shit. He says, well, can I give it to you tomorrow? Um, we also get a quick, this guy's in two scenes. Do you recognize, uh, like his coworker? I know him mainly as one of the goons from blazing saddles in the very beginning. Like the thing is the sell work. So that guy, Oh yeah. 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 Um, All right, so this is unimportant because it just slows us down from seeing the amazingness that is Goody as a ice cream man.
3: (laughs) So the garage, the
2: the garage door at Frosty Ice Cream Garage opens up, and a whole fucking fleet of ice cream three wheelers pulls out. Those tiny little trucks are badass, dude. Yes, man. I'm
1: telling you, every vehicle is badass in this
3: movie.
2: Yeah. so he, he pulls out. He's in the get up and everything. He drives a few blocks and picks up Red, who was just chilling by some tree. Red starts giving him shit, but then eventually starts helping him out by reading the map route to him. Um,
1: I love how Red refuses to get a job.
2: Yeah, Goody calls him out on it like, I think you should get a job. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, Lightfoot, he's working at a landscape business. He's installing some irrigation systems. So this is our first little hint of Gary Busey. We open at the front of the house. We see some guys like doing some irrigation. He's kind of talking to himself in the backyard, Lightfoot, He's tamping down some grass. I'm assuming covering up what they just dug up. He's tapping, talking to himself as he gets closer to this house. (sighs) Curtain opens up sliding glass door inside the house. Some housewife. She knows what she's doing. Smoking a cigarette, full bush. Uh, back to good or uh, Red and Goody in the ice cream truck. They are in some suburban area. Uh, Red points out, Hey, there's a kid over there. Pull over. Goody's like, I know my job, alright? This little fucker, he comes out. He starts yelling at him, You're on the wrong street. Red kind of straightens his bow tie. Well, while I'm here, can I sell you anything? No, I'm waiting for Judy Ann. They have a better flavor of pistachio.
1: Yeah, kid. Like Red what says, doing. hey,
2: kid, go fuck a duck. <laughs> Back to the cruise trailer. Lightfoot shows up from a hard day's work. He's got his share of cash. He throws in. Um, he tells the gang about the woman who came to the window again, stark naked this time. Goody and Red, they are just beyond cranked for this and start asking for way more information. Um, Lightfoot does the like the hand over mouth kiss thing to Red, just continuing to bait him on. Um, but it turns out that Red did get a job. We cut to him as a janitor working nights at this department store. He's cleaning up with his buddy and there's an announcement telling the cleaning crew that they need to hurry up. The guard dogs are coming in. And red is of course that type of guy who's worked at a place for a week and then starts complaining to all of the other people who've worked there forever (laughs) about shit. We've all worked with people like this. Um, He complains that they're rushed out of here every goddamn night so they can move these damn dogs in. The partner says, Hey man, be careful with those dogs. They ate a man once. Like, the wrong guy came in on duty, and the dogs freaked out, and they just up and ate him. We're at a pool hall. Pool hall. Pool hall. Rule juror. Pool hall. Pool hall. Thunderbolt, he steps into a bathroom and checks out this window and screen. Somehow, he's got the keys to the locks that open this window and then open the cage, like the protective screen outside. This is some confusion for me. What?
1: The, this this part of the journey to where we're going,
2: right? I, to me, this is this is probably the part of the movie that they they probably had to cut, where they thought like, let's trim this up because we don't want to spend a ton of time reestablishing them. So. He works at this place. He's got the keys. He unlocks this. Red has, you know, it's real choppy here. You know, you don't stay with any particular person, I'd say, in this 10 to 15 minutes real quick. I mean, because immediately you're like, how does he have these keys? But you could easily say, like, how easy did they get these jobs? You know? Well, actually, back, people wanted to work in the 70s. That's the problem now. (laughs) Nobody wants to work, but...
3: Well, I yeah, just don't understand was, why was...
1: he would make have to make this step in the process, I guess maybe to change, I guess. maybe I don't know.
2: Well, yeah, he's got to leave that unlocked so Lightfoot can easily break in from the outside, and that's where that's like his prep area before busting into the, the telegraph place, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Cause,
1: cause he goes up and comes down and all that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and, and red steals him some wigs and stuff as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's coming up. Um, so while he's leaving the pool hall with the buddy, they stop. And this is the guy from blazing saddles. They stop outside the telegraph and monitoring company. That's like, two doors down from the pool hall. Um, his buddy tells him this story about how one night, uh, they baited the guy working or like the security guard, they baited him, got him to come outside. When he stepped outside, this guy sexually assaulted him by putting his own penis in this man's hand.
1: Uh, That's pecker
2: Uh, pecker. Yes. Um, I was trying to be as neutral and like judicial (laughs) about it. Um, no, he he said the pecker as- in a. The serious assailant manner. removed his own penis. <laughs> uh,
1: Sir, what's um, a what do you ta- what do you mean a what? Are you talking about a pecker? Pecker? It was, okay, it was, it was my hog, man.
2: Okay, I didn't do he, shit with my penis. I took uh, out my he, pecker.
1: He's saying all this democratic scientific stuff. I didn't know what a penis was. I'm just, I'll write down pecker. Sorry. Put
2: me being clinical, Your Honor. I'm going to put Pecker
0: in the official report, just so everybody knows what it is.
1: Well, that's I mean, how it always is here in Wabash County. It always is Pecker. We don't use dick or cock.
2: That's it's inappropriate. And
1: yeah, we don't we don't talk like that. Peckers right in the here. Bible. <laughs> it's Pecker or nothing.
2: Well, my Pecker be nothing. Uh, All right. Yeah, he tells about the time they sexually assaulted... What? What a weird-ass story to tell someone, though, about how you... What a weird-ass
1: prank to do to
0: someone. Yeah, yeah, you put your dick in a guy's hand.
1: That's dangerous.
2: Yeah. You don't know this guy's grip strength.
1: Yeah, he Mm. could rock that shit. Oh, yeah,
2: tear your dick right off. Uh Uh-huh. He's just confident in the... The elasticity of his penis. (laughs) Uh, So now this guard is very timid to interact with anybody walking by, especially the drunk assholes from the pool hall. Um, Now, in true five-day rentals fashion, this security guard is looking at smut.
1: (laughs) Is this the third film?
2: It's got a third or fourth, like, security guard just... At work. Uh. <laughs> and here's the deal. You know what's happening right now. Dudes are on, you know, not safe for work Reddits right now. <laughs> in a little booth outside of a parking lot. Just scrolling away mm-hmm. at BBWs and Asian Twitch stars. Just counting counting the hours
3: hey. to shift
2: change.
0: If you're a nighttime security guard listening to this, uh, go back to the classics. Get a magazine and hide it behind a newspaper for God's sakes.
1: Act like you're reading the stocks.
0: Yeah. yeah. Your phone is ruining your life. Get get some real
2: smut. If only because you don't want all that blue light so late. It's going to fuck up your circadian rhythm. All -hmm. right?
1: I just, where is the list that you have that you found this? You have a list of movies where dudes are looking at fucking porn mags okay no
0: i <laughs>
2: it's don't a, i it's, it's, I, it's I don't movies. i it, I, can't, I can't i can't prove a
0: negative it has been compiled from a lifetime of research dan
1: <laughs> at least you went both ways here and we've had two films that have featured sylvester stallone's plague or Play gore. Play gore. Play boy. <laughs> Play girl He, he was killer
2: instinct, right?
0: It's me, Play gore. Play. <laughs> I'm here to
1: arouse you. I wear corpse makeup. <laughs> and you've had regular dudes, security guards looking at regular smut, straight smut. So you are well rounded, I will say that.
3: Yeah,
2: I, dude, I, I I just know what I'm. Years of walking around video stores, <laughs> you can tell, right? Okay, so it's the next day. It's pouring down rain. Oh, also, uh, before we left the security yard, we get a quick shot of the monitor that he should supposed to be observing. And we see the one that's labeled Montana Armored. Okay, next day, pouring down rain. Uh, Lightfoot, he asked Gary Busey if he can borrow the truck. Says he's got a doctor's appointment. Um, there's this whole thing about their boss telling him to take their lunch <laughs> hour and shit. Busey's like, yeah, go ahead. We're on our lunch hour anyway. It's 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> My own goddamn brother-in-law. Which uh, this
1: will bring, this bring back memories of... Uh, Incredible the pizza place pizza that we worked yes. at, yeah. So I was like, that sounds exactly like that. Yep. Yeah, go ahead and take uh, a break now. I just got here. Yeah, let's get it over with.
2: <laughs> Did you... So in real time, uh, you guys just see this text message from one of our listeners talking about one of Kyle's rewind moves. hmm Note how it's... Kyle's getting all this love for his pick. Yeah. F- Ain't no love for, for Batman Forever, I see. Uh, the fans have spoken, dude. I think our download numbers have also spoken.
0: <laughs> nah, these are this is direct fan communication,
1: dude.
2: Plague Plagor prefers Batman Forever. <laughs> Watch the Plagor jump fifteen buses. One night only. <laughs> Bring your wife and have her turned on. She'll be slipping and sliding on the way home when she watches Fulgore attempt. Do you
1: like double D's? What about double D's in corpse paint?
0: Playgore is offering 10-cent beers until somebody pees.
2: Bring your whole family. Last person to pee wins a PS5. (laughs) Law supplies last. No Um, age requirement. All right. So, what is Pl- Plagor? Is a uh, sex guru stuntman? I think who play- dresses in guy. Goth- right? <laughs> I think Plagor.
0: playgore is a sentient monster trap that is, has been <laughs> built to arouse you.
1: Watch me jump. <laughs> yeah. Only on Sundays.
0: I will jump 15 buses and then do a pole dance for you, I'm Plaguer.
2: Throw your dollar bills. <laughs> Earmuffs are recommended. All right, where the fuck are we? Lots right, more man diesel smoke. Plagor's <laughs> engine is a two-stroke. V6 is for pussies. (laughs) Climate change is worth Fulgore's existence. Uh, All right, so Lightfoot, he's cruising around in his work truck. He's crossing a bridge when a woman riding a dirt bike goes to pass him. He starts flirting with her. This woman isn't having any of it. She pulls out a ball peen hammer. (laughs) And just starts beating the shit out of the side of the the van. This does nothing but turn Lightfoot on even more. He yells outside of the van, You freak! Come back here! I love you! And she just fucks off. This movie is so full of these scenes, and I love it so much. This, the gas station attendant... Uh, alright. Uh... Lightfoot, he pulls up to Red by a river. Red hops in. There's a little exchange back and forth. Light, uh, Lightfoot jokes with him and says, uh, you know, I had a dream where you said hi to me. <laughs> Lightfoot basically says like, hey, me and John go back way before Korea, but you mean fucking jack shit to me. They head to a warehouse of some sort and they pick up some crates labeled water machinery. They bring these back to Red's car. They open the shit up, and these ain't water pumps, guys. These are fucking... This is an anti-aircraft gun. Uh, they start loading the thing into the back of Red's car. I don't know how this shit fit, but... say, like, God what a trunk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe those uh, back seats lay down, and you could push yeah. it all the way up to the windshield?
2: Well, yeah, I guess you're right, because later on in the movie, they easily move from the front seats to the trunk. So We're both
1: laying back there. There's man. not
2: even a back seat, I guess. Um Red tells Lightfoot, he goes one tank to a pop. Johnny took four of them in Korea, got the silver star. He was a hero. Son of a bitch even saved my life. So this goes against what Thunderbolt told Lightfoot earlier that Red saved his life. I th- methinks Thunderbolt doesn't like uh having any sort of attention or any responsibility or anything in his life. Uh, we cut to Goody, who is selling some ice cream outside of Montana Armored. He serves a guy a popsicle and watches as the guy goes back into the building. You know, Goody is assessing the layout. This Him being an ice cream man allows him to get real close and take note of things. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, get tested, but, folks. <laughs> get a booster. Wear a mask. Uh I did uh so I was nervous about getting my booster shot because both vaccination shots fucking knocked me out for a day and I did not want to be coughing for 24 fucking hours while I was recovering from hernia surgery. So, was able to schedule my booster for next week. So I'm excited. So our next record, actually. So if I'm loopy that day, I apologize. Um, Excellent. Yeah. And this is where we see Red, uh, like Kram was saying earlier, He, uh, he steals a blonde wig from the department store before he leaves his shift for the night. We're back at the trailer and Thunderbolt starts going over the plan. Now, at this point in the movie, did you guys kind of feel like Clint Eastwood's barely in all these scenes? hmm Like you you don't really see him. I, I will say, like, I get the choppiness of trying to of get to that, but I don't know. I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Fucking Clint Eastwood's in this movie at this point. Maybe they only had him for so many days and Yeah. I mean, he's notorious for like not doing a ton of takes. Like if he thinks he got it, like he would tell a director, like, Yeah, we got it. Like, <laughs> fuck it. Um uh, I mean, he does that shit with his movies now. Like, he's always under budget, always finishes on time. Like, I think he also shoots in order, too. Like, he shoots the script, like, as much in order as possible to, like, help mm-hmm. you cruise through shit.
3: Um,
2: all right. So he goes over the plan. They don't have Dunlop. So they won't be able to, you know, catch the alarm like they did before electronically. Um, They know that the alarm telegraphs directly into the branch uh, branch manager's bedroom. This is a silent alarm. Goody warns them that they have approximately five minutes based on his estimates before the cops would hit them if they are alarmed as well. So Red and Thunderbolt, they're going to go take care of the branch manager. And the job is going to go down on a Sunday, so only the telegraph office will be open downtown. Now, Goody is our driver. Thunderbolt and Red, they're going to be the ones hitting the vault. Lightfoot is going to be the one responsible for stopping the alarm from being reported. So, there's five minutes to get in and block the alarm. Lightfoot has, he starts addressing many doubts. He doesn't think that he's going to be able to do this. He's nervous about having to, like, you know, knock this guy out, catch this thing. What am I supposed, I like, he's a drifter. He's not a... Bank thief, right? Um,
1: but this is his idea.
2: Yes, and I'm I'm okay with that. Like, it's more in his character. He was excited. He thought he could do it. But now, as he's like, he's starting to see this thing come to fruition. He's having doubts. Like, I get that. Um, Thunderbolt tells Lightfoot that all he's got to do is just get this guy locked in the can, and then says people are used to him being in the can for long periods of time. So this guy is notorious for watching YouTube videos on the toilet, I guess. just
0: mm-hmm. I mean, to his credit, he looks like a man that would spend mm-hmm. long stretches of time in the bathroom.
2: He sure does love those Sudoku puzzles. Uh, so Goody's going to pick up Lightfoot and head back to the vault when they're done. When they're done with the whole thing, they'll just head to the drive-in, which is right next door. And they'll just chill out inside there. Yeah. They, Which is my biggest beef of the whole plan.
0: <laughs> well, they, they say they'll get there like right as the midnight double feature is starting. And it's like, mm-hmm. you ain't getting out until four thirty AM, dude.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So we cut to the branch manager's house. Um Couples laying on the on the bed. The wife's watching Don Rickles on TV. The guy's just passed out. Uh, what do you know? The daughter's just getting railed by some stud. <laughs> bedroom. Uh, it's the seventies. We've only had one naked woman in a smut magazine, so we've got to have another. Well, I guess we had the lady Gloria in the beginning with Clint. So, any excuse to get some more boobs in, I guess.
1: <clears throat> yeah, the lady in. The house in front of uh, the dude.
2: Yeah, did I not say that? I s-
1: no, you said the smut mag, right? You oh.
0: said the you said the magazine and Gloria in the beginning.
2: Oh, I would have swore. I thought I was like, oh, the naked lady, the smut magazine. I have so many naked women in my head. I can't get straight. <laughs> God. Uh Thunderbolt. Uh sorry, ladies. He, he busts in. Him and Red, they've got pantyhose over their head. They bust in, they hold up the branch manager. Oh no, not again. Uh <laughs> Red, he looms into the couple going at it. Uh this is the most uncomfortable part of the movie. He's like uh silently watching them, eventually like lifts up his uh fucking Get a better hose in. so he can get like a better visual. The girls freak the fuck out. He threatens them, kind of shoves. They like shove these little like red gag balls in their mouth, tie them up. They, they
0: come wanna, back to like tape up the mouth, though. You could just spit that out as soon as they leave. Yeah.
1: Have you done that before, Kron?
0: No, it's just illogical. Like they kind of oh, okay. just put them in there. And all the people are like, "Oh, I guess I can't talk now."
1: Crimes have been, you know. Is there something on this podcast before?
0: Is
2: there something about the gag ball though, where it's like you can push it in one way, but you can't push it out the other? No. And
1: why are you carrying that in your pocket?
2: Because you're You're about to tie up a bunch of people. Yeah. 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 Because you need the branch manager to tell you the codes to the outside security doors.
0: They ju- they should have brought us in for punch up on this one is all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> yeah, for real. And I would have just cut the whole naked daughter getting railed thing. I would have just had him threat. Like he could be threatening the poor woman, you know, that's all that's terrifying enough. Uh, Alright, yeah. Thunderbolt, he's threatening the branch manager. He wants the combinations. He does a cool thing where he makes him read it faster. Tell me faster, faster, faster. Now read it backwards. Faster, faster. Which is a cool thing to make sure, like, the guy's not fucking with him or tricking him. He's making mm-hmm. sure that it's the actual numbers. Uh, Goody drops Lightfoot, or Lightfoot off. Lightfoot uh, runs up, hides in the pool hall bathroom, starts getting dressed. And I'm going to ask you this, like, can we say he's dressed in drag? Is that what you say now, or cross-dressing? Like I, in he dressed no way, trying to be funny, like trying yeah. to dress as a woman or okay. dressed up as a lady. I'm like so. T- I wrote my notes and I was like, "Am I allowed to fucking? I don't know what I'm supposed to, like, dressing up in a way, presenting as female." Like, I love as how PC. He, I
1: love how he rips the dress. I think that's fucking hilarious.
2: Yeah, it's like shit. And, and but my whole thing was like. I'm getting stressed about this, and I just watched like a girl get gagged <laughs> and security guards looking at smut. You know? It's just, it's just your... Enemy. I'm just trying to be inclusive. All right. Thank, thanks, man. Jeff Bridges, smoking hot. He's such a young stud in this, man. He pulls this whole thing off. All right. So, Goody... Of, uh...
0: Into himself as a lady too. Like yeah. he, he kind of gives himself a double take in the mm-hmm. in the
2: mirror. So, could he, he drops off Thunderbolt and Red outside of uh, uh, Montana Armored. Red is all made to look beat up, and Thunderbolt's dressed up like a cop. This allows them to bait the guard over and out, um, forces him to open the door. As soon as he opens the door, the two knock the guard out. I think the guard's name is like Murphy or some shit. They tie him up and throw him in the bathroom.
0: Murphy, it's you.
2: (laughs) Dead or alive, I'm fucking up this bathroom. (laughs) Uh, Goody helps unload the anti-aircraft gun. And Lightfoot comes out of the bathroom and heads to the telegraph office. So basically the plan is... At exactly uh, 11.35, this is the cue for Thunderbolt and Red to start making or trip the alarm. Because at 11.35 at the Telegraph office, it's Lightfoot's responsibility to stop the alarm. So as soon as it triggers, boom, he clicks it and then stops it. They don't have to worry about the box at the branch manager's house, obviously. So... Dressed as a female, as a woman, wearing a dress with a wig in drag. I think you can say drag, right? Yeah, dude. It's cool. Yeah, dude. I think, drag there, is... I, I think transvestite is the word that you're not supposed to say, and I think that that's tripping me up, you know? But they have a show called Drag Race.
1: He's just a woman. He's, he's dressed as a woman. Is that the difference? He's
2: not dressed as a Okay, he's dressed as a woman.
1: Drag, I, I think, would be... Performing like isn't it more of a show, right?
2: Yeah, I think. But I mean, I he's putting know. on a show for the security guard.
1: Well, yeah, but yeah, I mean,
2: the the cool thing from this sequence is as he's walking down the street from cross-dressing. the pool hall, cross dressing. Yeah. Maybe you could say that. Yeah. So, uh, our friend will help us. Our per, our friend that listens to this, he'll know to that I'm trying to. To be is, and he'll probably laugh at me for being so ridiculous with this. So, you know who you are. Please let me know. In three weeks, we'll get a random text. Uh, anyway, so oh, my favorite part of this, though, is as Lightfoot's walking down the street, he starts getting catcalled by some guy driving by, and he's got to like just completely ignore him. Um, he gets out to the front of the telegraph office, baits the security guard to come out hits him with the what do you call slapjack or whatever yeah blackjack uh, i don't know yeah. what those things are yeah billy jack club i don't know um knocks the guy out manages to drag his big ass into the can um catches the alarm at 11:35 right as thunderbolt and red they break the outside um security guard doors and now they're into the The section outside of the vault so they can start setting up the gun. Um. All right. It takes four fucking shots of these anti aircraft rounds to blow, I don't know what, a foot and a half wide hole to the right of the vault door.
0: Well that, that wall has been
2: reinforced with jello, so Right. If only they had ballistics gel. <laughs>
3: um
2: Yeah, so it, it it takes them longer to set the whole thing up than it does for them to just blast their way in. Thunderbolt, he's the one who has to climb in. He fucking fills a bag full of cash, throws it out to Red. Red tells him to get more, but he's like, nah, this is enough. Let's get the fuck out of here.
0: Well, What's with the scene where... Because Clint Eastwood pulls out two special dials and puts them onto the vault, and then they just blow a hole through the wall.
1: Yeah, I was trying to so <clears throat> wonder that's, why he even went to that step.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Because at first I was like, oh, he's going to break into the vault, but then they just pull out that gun and
2: shoot a hole through the wall. Right. Well, that's not the vault doors. That's the like the lobby doors outside of the vault door that he calls that the outer guard door. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that, and that's the one that when they open it, it's going to trigger the alarm. Gotcha. So if they open that, it triggers the alarm. Then they have as much time as necessary until, or assuming that there wasn't a trigger at the police station, they would have had whatever time. But because there was an alarm at the police station, they had seven minutes or so, five minutes or so from getting in there, blasting the holes, getting out. So while they blast the hole and they're able to um, loot the the vault, Goody almost leaves Lightfoot at the telegraph office. He's able to flag him down. But they get back to uh, Montana Armored. Goody... He rolls back into the trunk. Red hops into the trunk. And then Thunderbolt hops in the driver's seat. They go to the drive-in. They pay for two people. Uh, Goody starts laughing about how he has to piss so bad. And sadly, Red, who's still sneezing because of the hay fever and all the other shit, he sneezes right as they're about to... Drive past the toll booth lady. Red-haired women are bad luck, man. Did she hear that shit? Why not just pay for two extra tickets?
1: And when they got caught, what were they gonna do? Charge them another seventy cents?
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You gotta have tension somehow, I guess. That's the. I I, I, I get it. I guess their thought is like they wouldn't if they saw a a couple. They're less likely to think that they just robbed the bank versus, you know, four guys who don't look like they should be macking on each other at a midnight movie. Um, they hear the sirens in the distance. The fuzz is on their way. The red-haired woman who was bad luck, she starts looking. They're like, they're hunting this car down. Uh, Red is about to climb out. He's getting worried. Thunderbolt just like says, fuck it, and pulls out. He's about to pull out of the drive-in when he gets blocked in by some cops. He backs up, flips a bitch, and then just starts driving through the the drive-through, like or drive-in area. Eventually, just busts through a fence, and gets out onto the street. Um, Chase ensues. The cops they start firing at the car. Goody gets shot. Red says, "Ah, you're gonna die anyway," and just real cold-blooded opens the trunk and pushes him out. He pulls a gun out on our our duo, tells him to stop the car. Thunderbolt says this is stupid, but he doesn't listen. He forces him out. Uh, he knocks down Thunderbolt and then drops fucking Lightfoot with multiple blows. Just beats the shit out of him. And then when Lightfoot's on the ground, starts kicking him. Say something funny now, smartass. Red takes the car, but he's immediately noticed by the cops. Uh, then one of Two or three motorcycle cops that end up getting fucked up. They take off after Red. It doesn't take very long for him to like knock him off the road. I think there's one later that Rex trying to chase him too. Thunderbolt wakes up. He wakes up Lightfoot. Lightfoot is real slow to react. Oh man, I'm dizzy. Lightfoot says he needs some clothes. They'll find Goody's body. Now Red, he is in he's downtown. He's got multiple cops chasing him. Uh, another motorcycle cop eats shit when Red busts through a blockade. A few more blocks, another blockade. We got multiple shooters. They just open up on Red, point blank. Red gets shot in the shoulder. He crashes into his own department store.
1: He gets shot in the face.
2: In the face?
1: He gets shot in the face because the bullet hits the windshield and it, it's right in the face. And I'm like, it's how? Then how oh. is he
2: still walking around? I thought it was his he shoulder. Doesn't,
1: I mean, he, he, they shoot it there, but he doesn't get shot. But it's oh. like, that was a direct hit oh. right in the fucking face.
2: <laughs> he gets out of the car. He's like limping around. You realize that it's the department store that he works, works at. It does not take long before one of the fucking guard dogs just eats the shit out of him.
1: Tough luck, uh, bro. This,
2: this movie fucking has a shit ton of foreshadowing. Like, set up. Like...
1: Ties it all in, Red, Yeah, r-
2: Red-haired mm-hmm. women are bad luck. These fucking dogs. Got to get that white Cadillac. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Goody having to pee. The white Cadillac. Hay fever. <laughs> I got the hay fever, too. We got Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. And they're hitchhiking. They're in the back of some farm truck. They hop out just outside of Warsaw. The exit we saw earlier. They take off walking through the field. Lightfoot, he can barely stand. He's tripping over himself. He still limps along. Thunderbolts a few steps ahead of him. He looks away and he sees across the highway a one room schoolhouse. Impossible. They cross the highway. They read this sign. It says, This one or this this one room schoolhouse was once in the center. Of Warsaw, it was moved in 1972 and it's now a roadside historical attraction. So instead of tearing this building down, when they built the new school, they moved it outside as like a little interstate roadside thing. Do you think, I don't know, but it do present mind boggling possibilities. The duo head inside. They find a very lovely couple enjoying the attraction, taking pictures and talking to themselves doesn't take very long for this couple to feel quickly threatened by these two. The man immediately just starts offering shit to him, like the camera and cash, yeah, his car every, keys.
0: everything. He's yeah.
2: like, and, here's this camera, take my yeah. wallet. And they say nothing. They just smile at each other like, this is ridiculous. And then the woman realizes that the guy's being ridiculous, kind of laughs it off, and they leave. Um. Lightfoot asked him, do you think it's behind that blackboard? And he says, I don't know, only one way to find out. So he tells Lightfoot to watch the door. And then again, using his belt, specifically his belt buckle, because they don't have a screwdriver, he uses his belt buckle to loosen the screws holding up the blackboard. I mean, for forget
0: MacGyver. Just give Clint Eastwood a belt and <laughs> he can do everything that you would ever need to do in life.
2: Uh, Lightfoot is just dozing off. He's supposed to be watching the road, but he eventually just dozes off for 30 seconds. Clint yells at him. He gets his help. They take off the blackboard. What the fuck? Impossible. It's just loaded with cash, man. They immediately just start... Loading up the two bags. I love that there's, like, two bags also sitting there. Like, in case you didn't bring your own bags. Yeah, they
0: stashed bags with the money.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yep.
1: Thought of everything.
2: This schoolhouse has everything. (laughs) So they take off. We cut to uh, Thunderbolt. He's pulling out of a dealership in a brand-new white Cadillac. He heads outside of town where he finds Lightfoot just sitting up against, like, a road sign. Barely hanging on. Uh, I'm going to take this time to talk about just performance overall. I know Clint Eastwood thought that he deserved a nomination for this. I think Clint is great. I think he suffers from not being in it for big chunks of the movie. But Jeff Bridges is fucking fantastic in this movie. And then especially for the next five minutes fucking earns his paycheck. I think George Kennedy is great. I think Jeffrey Lewis is great. I think these four together, it's it's some of the best like ensemble acting we've had on the show, I think.
0: Is Lightfoot, like concussed? Is that what is going on?
2: Yeah, he's got some serious brain bleed stuff okay. going on. Yeah.
0: Well, I was thinking like, because the only thing I could think of was concussion, but then I was like, can you die from... Like I don't even know what a concussion is, so
1: he did bleed you... from the ears is concussion at one point
0: bleeding in
2: the brain
1: no, a... it's just your brain knocks against your skull,
2: yeah, like you're you're bruising your brain, gotcha
1: so if he had if he was bleeding from the ears, he had some major blunt trauma to his fucking head,
2: yeah. But it would, that that droopiness that he starts to get Mm -hmm. and everything like where it starts to seem like a stroke. Right. Or like, which is like an an aneurysm of the brain. Mm -hmm. Like he could have had that too. Like he could have had some trauma that created that. And the bleeding from the ears, like, is, like. And then, so my second time I was watching it, he never really kicks him in the head where like, he hits him in the head like one time, and then when he's on the ground, the second time I was watching, I was like, oh shit, does he kick him in the head three or four times, and that's what fucks him up? But the beating that he lays on him, especially multiple times throughout the movie, it's not inconceivable Like what happens to him. Um. So he gets in the Cadillac. We've got a, a convertible here. They're cruising down the road. Clint looks great with these sunglasses on and that blue shirt. Um, sadly, Lightfoot and Dead Man's clothes is just barely hanging on. He pulls out two cigars. They light them. He says, we made it. And then through labored speech, he talks about how he doesn't feel like a criminal. He feels accomplished. Like he feels like a hero. Um, you all right, kid? You don't look too well. I believe you're right. Lightfoot just sits back and dies. Thunderbolt pulls over, but there's no denying it. Not much for him to do. He snaps his cigar in half. He drives off. Cue to Paul Williams.
0: Double shares. I'm sitting on double shares.
2: Yep.
1: That's a bummer, man. That's that's a a real
2: bummer, man. It's a bummer, man. And that was Thunderbolt and Lightfoot from 1974, directed by Michael Cimino, I think. C-I-M-I-N-O. Cimino. Cimino.
1: Cimino. well Well. World famous director.
2: Any final thoughts here, guys, before we, we jump into... Uh, Upon further research by Laundry Dan?
1: Uh, I mean, like I said, this movie just put its pecker in my hand and took me along. I mean.
3: <laughs> yeah?
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody wanting nobody want to show their hand? All right.
1: <laughs> well, I showed well, mine, but there's a pecker yeah. in it.
2: Uh, let's see what I remember from, from IMDb. I know Clint was mad. He thinks that it it didn't do as well because of marketing. Uh, notorious for only doing like two or three takes.
0: Was that in the goof section?
1: (laughs) He did. He liked to do two or three takes, but he did let Bridges, the kid, do more takes if, if he
2: wanted. Right. Like, take another crack at it or something. Yeah, so yeah. he
1: was sympathetic to to, to Bridges.
2: Did they uh, work together anymore? Not that I can think of, because I, I couldn't think. I was like, what else was Clint Eastwood doing around that time? Mm-hmm. And this is where he, he had started to direct a little bit. Because he did High Plains Drifter...
3: Magnum uh, Force.
2: He had just done Magnum Force. And then Chimino did rewrites on that, right? And that's where Clint met him.
1: Clint Eastwood really liked what he did, the rewrites for Magnum Force, so that's why he chose him for this.
2: Yeah. So Clint this was, was
1: supposed to direct this.
2: Yeah. This was like specifically written for Clint, which I thought was which it doesn't read that way. You'd think like, oh, I'm writing this thing for Clint Eastwood. I got to have him in 80% of the movie. But,
1: well, but from what I've read, he, Clint was pretty much in charge of everything. Because Camino had to go to him for final say on pretty much anything.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is... He's one of the biggest stars at this point. He's had Dirty Harry. He's had a sequel. He's crushing the fucking Westerns. So... Well, it just seemed like him and Bridges were good in this movie
0: together. So yeah. I would have thought like maybe they would have taken another crack at it, you know?
3: I
1: don't think they uh, ever did.
2: I think maybe he thought Jeff Bridges was like showing him up. He did too. feel like that he was uh,
1: he was upstaged by Jeff Bridges. Yeah. He did say that at one point.
2: How did... Do- do you guys like Clint Eastwood? Like or is it just like, eh, he's just this I
0: mean, I haven't kept up with like his directed movies, but yeah. uh yeah, like all the, you know, 70s stuff that he was acting in, it's all pretty solid. Like even if the movie isn't that great, if he's in it, it's watchable, you know?
2: Yeah. I had that thought yesterday. I was looking through everything that he's acted in not what he's directed and I was like I can't think of a single movie that he's in that isn't watchable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like ah, fuck that that sucks. And then even his directorial stuff, there's a few things that I haven't watched, you know, in the last whatever. I never watched that like Psychic Matt Damon movie. Um I still haven't seen Cry Macho cuz I'm like if this is his last one, I'm just going to save it. I
0: really like High Plains Drifter. I mean, that was like, I think that was one of his first, you know, that might have been his first directing thing, but I love that
2: one. Definitely early on. I loved like the early 2000, like uh, Bloodwork and True Crime. Mm -hmm. Like those are super watchable. Those are like definite dad movies. So.
1: I am not a huge Clint Eastwood fan. It's just his acting range. I think you know what you're getting every time you go in, which is fine. Mm -hmm. He's from that era of... Let's throw Westerns out, like, constantly.
2: He is pistachio ice cream. I don't think he... I
1: would say vanilla ice cream.
2: I don't think he ever tries
0: to play out of his zone, though. Like, he knows what he does well, and he just sticks to that.
1: It's not a bad thing. Like, I know, like... Yes, he has talent and yes, this is what he does. Yeah, I'm not expecting him to come out to be like a fucking like a fucking drag queen in a movie or something. You know what I mean? You never know, he might do great. Who knows? But I mean, I don't I know what I'm getting when I go into a Clint Eastwood movie. Like so I'm not like, Oh shit, gotta watch Cry Macho. I'll eventually watch it, but right. you know. I don't have anything bad, nothing negative to say against the guy. All
2: right. Are we ready?
1: Um. Well, wh- a few other what? things here. Uh. We all know. Well, this was a. One of the first movies that Eastwood and his own production company uh, produced with a Malpaso company, which translated means bad step, which I guess that comes from um, the good, the bad, the ugly. And although that trilogy, because I guess his agent was like, that's a terrible move to make. Like, that's not your career's going to end after that if you do those spaghetti westerns. So that's what he named it after Bad Step. And they're still going to this day with fucking Cry Macho. So, uh, but that was a two part deal with um, who was it? MGM. Yeah. So that was the first steps in his actual company. And of course, uh, Camino, which he died in 2016 he did the deer hunter from 1978 which is a stone cold classic in hollywood but he also took a lot of shit for uh, heaven's gate his follow up for that which is really actually a good stories to hear if you want to look up some interesting shit about heaven's gate so just like a fucking almost 4 hour movie i've never seen it so Modeled modeled off of uh, Captain Lightfoot from 1955. It's an Irish movie about the Irish revolutionary or revolutionary society back then. That's it. That's all I had.
2: All right.
0: Cron, you got anything? No, I didn't do any
2: further research. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, let's Quint do it,
0: looks cool as hell in this movie. <laughs> I want
2: that blue shirt. hmm And I want those white pants. I just want a, a Buick Riviera full of clothes. <laughs> let's play Rate My Letterboxd.
1: Rate my box.
2: It's been a few weeks. But we know the rules. It's my movie. I don't go first. Cron, why don't you kick us off?
0: Uh, I'm going to go Dan, a three, Bones, 3.5.
1: Gentile man, I am going Kron Howard, a 3.0. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Bones a 3.5 as well.
2: I'm going to give you both a 3.
0: Uh, <clears throat> I would be a 3 on this movie. Uh, I think it's good. I mean, especially, like I was saying, a lot of 70s movies are real hit or miss to me. Um, I mean, I definitely think there's enough in this one that it's interesting, it's worth a watch. Um, It just, I guess at the end of it, it feels like a little straight down the middle in a way. Like, it didn't completely wow me in any way, but definitely did not disappoint. Um, I don't know. You get a lot of cool cars. You get good acting out of both Eastwood and Bridges, um, and then just a ton of great character actors that pop up for, you know, a scene or several scenes. So uh definitely an enjoyable watch. I would recommend it, but I guess I'd still be at like a three on I mean, three is not bad. It's just kind of, you know, didn't blow me away, but not disappointed.
1: Uh gentlemen, the letterboxed user review for this film is a three point six at the time of this review. Um it's a road movie. I enjoy road movies. Um it's a movie of detail. I enjoy movies of detail. I like how they set up everything. It's got a good running jokes throughout. Uh, it's got some good acting. Jeff Bridges, of course. Clint there. Um yeah, I'm a 3.0 as well. uh it does it does what it has to do. It might be a little long-winded, but, you know, I, I didn't mind that. But, um, yeah, man, I liked it. I thought it was a good time. Probably the first 15 minutes, I was like, all right, I don't know how weird this is going to be for 74. So. But it actually played out. And like I said, I like the heist thing, how they kind of got jobs and went through all that stuff. So 3.0 from me.
2: Dan, it's interesting you brought up the road movie because in between my first and second watch, there was something about this that I was like, "This reminds me of another movie," and I, this might sound weird, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Like the that. road movie aspect, this like these little vignettes. I feel like obviously this one has like a little bit more overall cohesive story. Um that movie heavy being drug <laughs> Yeah. That movie being about like the death of you know the American experience at that time into this weird rebirth of what America is now sadly cursed to be. This to me is really a movie about like friendship and like the strain of of male relationships. Like what you think you owe somebody and Finding people, I you know, I really really enjoyed this. I genuinely laughed out loud at two or three things in this movie: the pistachio ice cream kid, the fuck a duck, um, the there's intelligence in the script. Redheaded women are bad luck. You know the way that they set stuff up with the hay fever, the asthma, the goody always having to pee the horniness of the thing like i just i i really enjoyed it and i love when i go to sit down on these second viewings and i'm not bored and i realize that i'm not taking notes i'm just watching the movie again um and i'm notorious for being uh, the nicest on this show i got to go a 4.0 i think the the movie's got a few problems but i think it makes up for it with uh with with humor and you know, god damn it, I wish guys could just tell each other, Man, I wish we were friends. Now let's wear these shirts and pick up some ladies.
1: <laughs> I must have went before. Should have went before I knew it. <laughs> damn
2: it, yeah. I was
0: like, I should probably bump it up a point five for bones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh Thunderbolt and Lightfoot would have an average rating from us of that would put it at number 17 on the big list right now it would be right below twice dead at 16 and right above death wish 3 at 18 but it is tied with twice dead at a 3.33
2: I gotta go. Crying, this Thunderbolt and you, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Yeah, so
1: I'm going that twice dead, baby.
2: I know uh, one of these movies has a stepdad who can't pay bills. I <laughs> recognize that.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm trying. And to seventy four. It should have a stepdad
0: that can't pay
2: bills. Yeah, it it barely edges out to me. I don't want it to be.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if a homeless dad is enough to. <laughs> To take that thing up. Um
2: But one of them has Gary Busey. He's only yeah. in for two scenes, but I mean I think if I have to judge just what is a better movie,
0: um I'm gonna give the extra fraction of a point to Thunderbolt and Lightfoot.
1: oh cron Howard, you failed me once again. <laughs>
0: I mean, if the other movie was all Homeless Dad, we'd be having a different conversation (laughs) here, but it just isn't. So uh, that would put this at a a final place of uh, position 16, right below I, the Jury, at 15, right (sighs) above Twice Dead at 17.
2: All right. Right on. Well, I don't think we should delay. We got to move on. I will tell you, Kron, that, uh, we started a new round of rate, my letter box, like our internal score keeping. Mm-hmm. I finished today with a two and you guys tied with a 1.5. So, uh, these points are important as we know, this helps us, uh, Determine our position in our Rewind Snake Drafts. Um, but we learned in Rewind 4 that it doesn't matter. I might go first, second, or third. I might drop a full fucking coin on something. So who knows? Thunderbolt and Lightfoot may not live at 16 for long, fellas. Only time will tell. tell. Oh. <laughs> it will right. for
0: at least the next... Eight weeks,
2: so yeah, yeah, I'm not a psycho, I just love Batman forever. All right, psycho. anything else before we close this up, man? Let's uh, let's get out of here. We'll come back after the credits, and uh, one of you is revealing a pick for next week's episode.
0: That would be you, Andre Dan. Okay, thank me.
2: you. I couldn't remember, I knew it was not me. <laughs> All right, I got so many naked women in my brain, man. It's killing me. I got to get to that Plagor show. Plagor. Yeah, Plagor
0: goes on right at midnight, and I don't want to miss the opening.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it was good to be back. Back in the proper flow. We're out of our holiday break. We're back to the grind, buddies. With that, crash and burn.
1: Go fuck a duck.
0: Eat your pistachio ice cream.
2: (laughs) I'm waiting for Judy Ann.
1: Welcome back to Five Day Reynolds. That was Thunderbolt and Lightfoot from 1974, directed by Michael Camino. Camino. Camino, uh, whatever. It was streaming on Tubi and Prime if you want to catch that. Good flick. We liked it. Um, this is the After Shower Show, and I am here to release the second pick. For the category of My Face on the $1 Bill. Very wide open range of movies to choose from here. Damn, and
0: I'm just yeah, curious. Category. how many How many movies did you go through before landing on a thing? I probably had browsed, I don't know, 8 to 10 movies. Trying to you come know, up with something for this one.
1: I think I had about four in the chamber that I could use for this. And I whittled it down to two. And I chose the one I'm about to expose. Because I think it would be just a little bit more entertaining for the viewer. Or the listener, whatever. So, and I'll save the other one for... Next time around, The, the next category, the next what is it, uh, 30 that we're gonna do after we finish this first 30, it's gonna get weird. I think, guys, I think it's gonna get weird, but um, yeah, for this, I went in to a film from 2021, so it is 2022, so this is in the past now. And uh, it's going to be directed by Patsy Ponsorohi. Ponsoroni. And it is a film that is stars Tim Blake Nelson and Stephen Dorff. And the title of that movie is called Old Henry. And you can rent it. You have to rent it. It's not streaming anywhere. So, sorry, gentlemen. But I think this really goes to what we need to do here. Uh, a few episodes back when we did sorcerer Kron I know enjoyed the fact that these guys were just doing this for $10,000. And I think this is the exact same sum of money in this film as well. So, um, and I love Tim Blake Nelson. I think he's a very underrated actor who doesn't get a lot of credit and hell, I love fucking Stephen Dorff as well. I think he doesn't get a lot of credit for what he does. So yeah, Old Henry is from 2021 and probably one of the more recent ones we've done. So uh, there you go, gentlemen. You can't bury the past.
2: If if any of the listeners out there are un- unaware of what we look like, now I'm sure I come off as a... um real puny-looking guy. <laughs> Stephen Dorff, along with Kevin Bacon, um, Ethan Hawke. Um, who's that comedian you like? What's his name? Uh, kind of the southern guy. Um, oh, he was on, like, uh... Road Rules. He's in that face grouping oh, of of Dan, so us finally getting a Steven Dorff movie, we got a we did a Kevin Bacon and it was pretty brutal.
1: Theo so, Vaughn.
2: Theo Vaughn, yes. Yeah, there you go. Theo Vaughn. I saw a picture of him recently and I was like mullets. Fucking Dan with a mullet. I can so. see that.
1: <clears throat> But yeah, um from what I hear, this is supposed to be pretty damn good. Uh and I said, you know what? Like fuck it, let's try it out. I, I wanted to watch it and I said, what a what a perfect opportunity. That's uh, all. My matters. other pick was yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll get to that. But yeah, uh old Henry said. Spending some money this week, gentlemen. Uh you can afford it. You just got your Christmas bonuses. <laughs>
2: We got to come up with like a one per category rule.
1: We haven't paid in I a can't, long time.
2: I can't be dropping money every time. My problem oh. with the rental is that you get that 48-hour period. That's the bummer.
1: I will be spending, yeah, probably. I'll rent it twice, I'm sure. We'll
2: then you should say. just buy it.
0: Yeah. I, I will say the... The one that I think I'm going to go with right now is on a streaming service. So,
2: goddamn right, it
0: better be.
1: <laughs> I tried to guess Quran's um, earlier.
0: But we'll up, see uh, if it. We'll see if it drops, yeah, drops off in the next week. So,
2: yeah, if it pulls a flashpoint and <laughs> just fucking vanishes, flashpoints on HBO Max for a year.
1: It's an HBO movie.
2: <laughs> yeah. And now
0: it lives on Showtime or something, so... Yeah. What the fuck?
1: Cron, did you know what movie I was talking about whenever I texted you that date?
0: No, I didn't even... I didn't even go do any research. I just wanted oh to God. make sure you weren't picking something in the 70s. Nah, man.
1: 2021, dudes.
0: So when That's you said recent. that, I was like, all we right, right, we're, we're good to go. <laughs>
1: Well, now we know that we're getting a twenty twenty one next week listeners and we're getting a another nineteen seventies.
3: Possibly next week.
1: Possibly Cron Pr- 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 could change his mind. Could change. But I will say good good category, man. Uh there's a lot out there um to to choose from in that category.
2: I think I mean the original intent was like
1: Finding um, um, money.
2: Yes. The like oh shit. They come across money and all the problems it causes.
1: This does meet that criteria.
2: Yeah, but I think whenever you try to think about those lists of those movies, like a lot of them are just like I would. I don't know if that's good for the show. Like halfway through Thunderbolt, I was like, I don't know how. Like this is in that like too good. Like we won't have fun talking about it. And then they're like pepper in the fucking ice cream kid or the gas station attendant and be like, all right, this is entertaining enough, but still enough like, goof
1: on it. Yeah.
2: What's the one, a simple plan, mm-hmm. you know, or it's like there's uh it's too good. Yeah. And then there's, yeah, there's like two other ones that I won't name. Cause I'm like, I think they could work for other categories, but I was like, but they're too serious for this thing. So I had to kind of open it up to desperation but then, as soon as I did that, I was like, "Shit, that means Kron's gonna pick this other movie."
1: Well, I
0: had—it's not
2: that I don't want to watch it; I just don't want it dominating the top of the charts. No, I think I've, I've pivoted from okay. that. So,
1: I had sure. some certain directors that I'm like, "All right, I think I can bring this to the table," but I was like, "Eh, we'll, we'll hold off on mm-hmm. that." So.
0: I think what I have in mind right now will will round out this list well. So. Cool.
1: I mean, I'm going straight Western here, you guys. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good fit with Bones taking, well, he had to take Clint Eastwood and so it's like, all right, yeah, we'll go old West here.
2: I did think it was a good, like, movie to bring Clint in on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not a super popular one. Not really in the conversation. So
1: I mean I knew when we started this there's at least gonna be a few Clint Eastwoods.
2: So yeah. We still haven't done like the big four. <laughs> like I'm holding off. There's like I'm I'm waiting Big Man's got two movies. I'm just waiting for one of you to pick something that I can drop. B-Dubs, I'm just waiting to drop one of his movies. (laughs) Seagal is calling me constantly, asking why I haven't got him on the show yet.
1: (laughs) Well, we did get our uh, five-day rentals yearly review back from Letterboxd. Okay. And our favorite director was Brian De Palma, and who was our favorite actor?
2: As it should be, Treat Williams.
1: Treat Williams. Williams. That's right. So, I mean that that's got to show you something mm-hmm. that nobody's listening to this podcast. Did and we that
2: do Mofo's got three more movies that again are just chambered and waiting to be dropped. Did we do more De Palma than Verhoeven?
1: We did two De Palmas. Yeah. Phantom of the Paradise and Raising Cane, both your picks. Yeah. And then we did
2: Yeah, so it's two and two. It should be two, right? Yeah. Yeah. It should be Man and Flesh and Blood.
1: But you gotta think Yeah, we did do two reovens, that's true. Yeah. Well, well, we I'm only do forty five shares. Of the air, so We're
0: so. sitting on double shares. I'm glad we saw BDP's picture up there. (laughs) It's a reminder of
2: how great he is. Where we started.
1: (laughs) Who loves you? That's it, folks. Yeah. Join us next week for Old Henry. Like I said, you can rent it on any of the streaming platforms that you have uh, Apple or Prime or whatever you use. Uh, It's $3.99. Come on, just check it out um but other than that uh check us out on our twitter check us out on our instagram um we got some new stuff coming up soon so check Mm -hmm. that out and um hit us up on letterboxd we're on there as well
2: buddies forever Crash
1: crash and burn
0: Yeah, crash and burn, buddies forever. Come on, man.
1: Come on, Fran. Jeez.
2: Act like you've been here before.